0: Welcome to Paul's Podcast Diary, your weekly glimpse into the life of indie author Paul Teague. Find out how many words got written over the past seven days, hear what's on the planning board, and discover the tips and tools which Paul is using to self-publish his books and get them selling as fast as possible. This is Paul's Podcast Diary, and here's your show host, Paul Teague. Hello and welcome to Paul's Podcast Diary, episode number 115. This is for Saturday, the 25th of August, 2018. And I felt I hadn't got a huge amount of work done this week because we've been out on our summer jollies. So last Friday I went to Hexham for the day with the family. I'd been out there for a, a lunch with Judy Corden a couple of weeks ago. Thought it was fantastic and wanted to come back and have a proper look around. So we did that last Friday. And then on Saturday I was away in Stirling over the weekend. My uh, sister and brother-in-law were up, so we were we were out of the town on Friday. Uh, reliving our youth and then up to Stirling overnight on the Saturday had a great time at Stirling absolutely brilliant and the weather held for us so that was great fun and then when I got home on Sunday I had to get a tender done which I'd been putting off now I know probably the impression you get a lot of the time on this diary is that I I usually get the work done but let me tell you like the best of them I can procrastinate and uh, what was it? it was this tender I've been procrastinating over now you know, I do a lot of corporate work. I have a number of tenders, uh, that are really handy actually because they allow me to, to sort of sw- do the hours that I want to do. So if, for instance, I found myself short work or I, I had, um, you know, I needed to get some money in, I, I can take on client work and, and do training work and, and I can switch it on and switch off. It's very, very handy to have. And I got a couple of these tenders, but they're, they're being re-tendered at the moment and potentially. There's up to uh, four years sort of work. So if I if I win this tender as a sort of trainer advisor, there's potentially up to four years work in this. So it's it's well worth be having because it just makes me massively flexible around around work. Because as I say, I could turn it on, turn it off. So um, I, I needed to get I need to get this tender, and it was a bit like a last minute essay. You know, when you were at school or university or college, and you'd left an essay to the last minute. It was a bit like that. So I hope I've done a decent job of it because <laughs> it would be really handy to have to get this tender, get it awarded. But I did, I did get it done fairly fast, and I thought I was going to be able to do a save as on the last tender, and uh, and they changed the format of it. So I came to it late, then looked at it thinking I was going to be able to just change some dates and updates of information. Then found it was a completely different format, so it came as a bit of a shock. Anyhow. That, and I, I thought I hadn't got a lot to tell you. And then when I wrote it all down, I have got an awful lot to tell you. But none of it's related directly to me writing a book. It's more about sort of selling books and things that are going on in my author life around that. So let's come to the book BookBub promo first. I'm not going to give you a detailed update this week. But if you are a Patreon supporter, I will post all the, the figures. The sp- I've been keeping a spreadsheet where I compare the income I got on each day in the last book, but when I was in KDP Select and comparing it with the income I've been getting wide, I've done a really good breakdown of that in a spreadsheet and I'll put that in Patreon this week. But just a couple of things, kind of hits and headlines really to tell you around the launch. So, so far I've made within a 20 pound margin exactly the same amount as I made last time. So I was KDP Select last time with no advertising and i've I've actually made more income this time, but I've advertised to keep the income higher, so I've had advertising expenditure so in time in terms of total income, I've made much more this time, but you've got to take the advertising costs off that too. and when you take the advertising costs off within a twenty pound margin, I've made exactly the same amount that, That's really surprising, isn't it? It's just that the amounts are coming in from four or five different websites. Uh, for this particular launch. Um, so this month, I've made over £4,500 four of income from the books this month, over £4,500, which is what I made last time on the last book bub. And then you'll remember that it kind of decayed over time. It's very, di- very, very difficult to judge the numbers this time because um, I've had more days in credit. So more days where I made, well, obviously I have, but more days where I made more money on this launch, but I've had about a f- five days, and I think today was one of them where I made less money than I did last time. But when I was looking at the stats, I think in a day or two's time, in comparison with when I was in KDP Select, the, the, the daily income about halves on KDP Select as from the next day or two, and it, it starts to reduce quite substantially. But the sort of income from the other sources is is holding quite steady so it's very very difficult to say but you know what I would say to you is that there's not an awful lot of difference uh in one or the other as far as I'm concerned uh but it has brought in about four and a half it's it's very difficult to judge because uh you don't get a sort of final figure from draft to digital um you know, so it's quite difficult to judge, but but looking at the numbers they've given me and then doing the dollar to pound conversions, I, I'll I'll never know until it's paid directly into my bank in pounds. But at the moment it's over four and a half thousand pounds of income in this in this in this month. So not even the last two days of last month when the promo was on. It's this is um just August. That's what the earnings are. So uh that's good. And I've now reached by the time you listen to this on Saturday morning, I will have reached all of my financial targets. So if you remember before this launch, I said my first target as ever is to just cover the costs of the promo, which is £350, I think it is. So um, that was target number one. The next target was to sort of pay off the remainder of the book cover, the extra that I hadn't budgeted for when I got the three covers done by Stuart Basch. I hadn't um, budgeted the 20% VAT. Then to pay off this course I'd paid for, which was quite expensive. um, I've done very well out of it. I'm not unhappy with the course at all because it's a podcasting course and it's it's proving very useful for me, but um, that needed to be paid. I'd hoped to pay that through a couple of mechanisms which didn't turn out, so it ended up as a liability of the business. I've paid that off now, which is great. Plus, I booked in Helen Fazal to edit so many lies this week because I've got the thousand pounds by the time you listen to this I'll have the thousand pounds in the bank for the next edit too for so many lies so those were my kind of hopes and dreams I didn't think I was going to get anywhere near them I mean you know that if you listen to these diaries I, I honestly did not think this launch would make that much but I'm very happy that it has because as I said to you before the launch it just helps me to, to level up. I spent on some things. I needed to make that money back up. It was quite a lot of money. Um, and I had, I, I needed to make that up before I spent on the edit. I wasn't going to do the edit until that, that money was, was sort of accounted for within the business. So it's great now that we've got the, um, the editing money put by too. And I booked Helen in. So I'll have to have that book ready for the first of October and Helen will have it ready for me by Christmas. i mean, no rush with it at all. I have enough books. I've got seven thrillers. I've got seven sci-fi's. I've got plenty of stuff to be marketing. So i have in no rush, particularly to get so many lies out. Um, cause I, you know, I have enough books. And as I said to you before, I got to, I got to learn to market these books, um, before I keep writing more and more and more. So, um, something else I need to tell you is that I'm now selling via published drive. It's very interesting this because, um, I, Put the three books, the three thriller trilogy books on Google Play because I've got access, I'm old enough to have access to Google Play. The interface is rubbish, it's absolute rubbish. So I decided that I would put the the two pack, books two and three, and the box set, books one, two, and three, I'd, I'd list those on Google Play through Publish Drive, which I've now done. And instead of putting the Secret Bunker trilogy of the Grid trilogy, direct on Google Play as I have done in the past I published those through Publish Drive as well I've had my first income from Publish Drive this week and very interestingly and I know I've recommended this to you last time and I'm going to recommend it to you again if you've got a trilogy sell the book separately also have a box set with books one two and three in, but also have a box set with books two and three in I've sold a lot of those in this launch and that's all I've sold on Publish Drive so far That 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 two pack people are buying that in Australia for some reason via Publish Drive on Google Play, so that's another top tip for you. Um, I've got lots of evidence to say those that book two and three goes really well. In fact, I need to do that for my sci-fi's now. I'm telling you that because I haven't done it for the sci-fi's, but I I need to do that because they sell well. Um, I said last week that um, I apologised about Barnes and Noble. I've actually made just short of five hundred pounds from Barnes and Noble in, in the last month. So. I, you, know, I, you can't knock that, can you? Um, so I I, I apologise, Barnes & Noble. Um, I've made more from Barnes & Noble than I have from Kobo. I can't quite work out Kobo. I'm shifting lots of books in Kobo, lots of the free books, but not getting the read through and not making the income. So even selling books, I seem to have sold a lot of books. So I'm looking at the income thinking, there's not a lot of income in, in there from Kobo, but I, I am shifting books. So I need to drill down into that a little bit more. For instance, I'm at the moment, I'm on, I told you again, I've told you this in a previous diary, that with Kobo, they keep having these promotions, free book promotions and drop price promotions. And I've currently got uh, my standalone sci-fi phase six is on a Kobo promotion. And I've shifted over 300 free copies uh, this week of that book. And I'd, I'd done, was it Dead of Night? I think I shifted, you shift a lot of free books, but I'm not getting the read-throughs on Kobo. It's not bringing the money in. So I need to have a look at that. The other thing I can tell you about Kobo is I'm shifted virtually everything in Canada on Kobo um, and I know that Canada's less price sensitive so I probably need to have a look at that and, and read around a bit about Kobo and see what I am doing wrong because the number of units I'm shifted just don't doesn't feel is it commensurate with the with the income that I'm making from it at the moment and as I say um in order of the money that I've made I think it's uh, I'll need to see what the final numbers are but I think I've made more from iBooks than I did Google so in order of of money made it's iBooks first, Amazon second, Barnes & Noble after that, then it's Kobo, then it's Google Play. That's how they've worked for me. And, and iBooks has just been a complete revelation to me. Absolutely brilliant, iBooks has been. Don't tell Meg is now at 99 pence on all channels. So I've taken it off free. Um, part of that decision-making process was the, well... I I put it on 99 pence on all the other channels and then Amazon leveled it up because it, it price matches. So I didn't change the price on Amazon, but I got a, a bullshit email from them today saying we've spotted that the, the list price is not right. Will you please change it? Otherwise, we'll delist your book. So I had to get that sorted today. So it's 99p on all channels at the moment. I'll raise it back to 2.99 soon and it, and it may go up again, but we're pretty well back to normal pricing now with with Don't Tell Meg, but it's not for free anymore. And what I will do is next weekend, I'm, I'm going away. I know we're in summer holiday mode at the moment. So I'm doing things this weekend and I'm doing things next weekend. Uh, what I'll give you is a full one month summary of uh, and a comparison between the two BookBubs that I've had. And that will get broadcast or released on Saturday, the 1st of September, which is next Saturday. Now, if you sort of think that uh, having one BookBub promo means you're going to get more, let me console you with this news. That having got the grid of the secret bunker trilogy now listed wide, I was having to hang on a little bit. I was hoping to list them sooner or try and get them listed sooner. But, uh, it takes a uh, published drive is good and I really like the interface. I really like the money interface compared to Google Play. It's exactly what you've earned and how you've earned it. Um, so I'm a big fan of published drive instantly with that. It's very good, but, um, uh, what, and this is not Publish Drive's fault. They submitted to Google Play, but Google Play took ages to list the thing, uh, to, to, you know, to actually get it listed. So that wasn't Publish Drive's fault, but it took about a week, over a week uh, from me publishing for them to actually d- appear on Google Play. That was a bit annoying, but there's nothing that could be done about that. It's pretty well instant when you do it direct on Google Play. I don't know whether anybody checks it or anything. It seems to go live straight away, but through Publish Drive, it takes time. So just allow for that if you use Publish Drive. Nothing published Drive can do about that. It's a, a Google Play's end. But um, to give you some consolation, if you're cursing me for having this sort of, you know, good income month, the grid got knocked back for a BookBub this week, and I've now submitted the Secret Bunker trilogy. When I was submitting the Secret Bunker, I was looking at that 2015 date and thinking, hmm, I wonder if they're going to let me have this, because I've never had a sci-fi BookBub promo yet. And I really want to try one. I want to compare it with a thriller. So uh, they're a bit cheaper than thrillers, sci-fi book bubs, but I really would like to get one. And I've, I've sub- I was very lucky with Don't Tell Meg. So I, I think I submitted one. The first time I submitted, I got it in. I think the second time I submitted, they knocked me back. The third time I submitted, they let me in with Don't Tell Meg, the trilogy. With sci-fi, I think I've submitted probably uh, three... Each one three times and be knocked back each time. So I've never got a sci-fi through yet. Um, but I was looking at the date on Secret Bunker, thinking it's two thousand fifteen. They're probably not going to let me have this. I might need to republish these and you know do one of these refreshes that a lot of people are doing these days—a uh, relaunch and a republish because I don't know how attractive that is to a 2015 book. But anyhow, I haven't been at the time of recording this. I haven't yet been knocked back for the Secret Bunker trilogy, but I will let you know. If I have, oh, here we go. Look, actually, just a, an email has just come in and I've just been knocked back. So there you go. Thanks for your submission. Unfortunately, our editorial team has not selected this book for a book bub feature deal at this time. So that's both my sci fi's just knocked back then for uh, a book bub. So just because you got one book bub doesn't mean you're going to get another. Um, you know, so take some consolation for that. It's completely random. I heard. Mark Dawson said exactly the same thing the other day. You know, just because you've had one, just because you're a big author, you don't get one every time. So, um, what I'm going to do now is I can't resubmit Don't Tell Meg for the six months. Uh, when you've had a, when you had a book bub, you can't resubmit for six months. I have to resubmit the grid and the secret bunker, uh, every month. I have to give it a month's pause before I resubmit. So I'm just going to keep resubmitting those, and, and just keep going and see if I can get a sci-fi. But I think if they keep knocking me back on those, I'm uh, you know I know was it Craig Martel? I mean Craig Martel at twenty books of fifty k. It's a huge author. It took him sixty-nine times to get a book but I mean I'm nowhere near that. So I will try several more times see if I can get one. I even, by the way, I even put when I submitted, I even sort of put the numbers for the thriller and said, you know, I've had a lot of success recently with my thrillers. I'd like to now give this a try with uh, with a sci-fi book and see if we can both do as well. But nah, nothing. <laughs> Spinning them a yard doesn't work either. But you just have to keep trying, don't you? But uh, don't be deterred with bookbubs. You just have to throw mud at the wall and hopefully some of it would stick. But I would really like to get one on one of my sci-fis. The other thing I was talking to Alice at Ingleby about this evening, actually, when we were recording the crypto podcast is that I ought to try a 99 pence or 99 cents promo because I've got trilogies. I can make, you know, I can make money from those. So I don't think you'll make as many sales, but I know from people who've done 99 cents, they, They break even generally because I I know I've got read through. I ought to make a bit of money from that too. Probably not as much as I would from a normal promo, a free promo. But um, I ought to try a 99 pence or cents promo too, I think. So when I put the price back, put the prices back to 2.99, and then I might might just try for a 99 pence cents promo and see how that does. See if I can get one on the sci-fis. So what else have I got to tell you? I need to congratulate Claire Hardiger. For, or Claire Sager, as you, as you write under Claire, um, for getting your first book published. Congratulations to you. Uh, Claire is a previous guest on this podcast and, um, it's been a long journey for Claire getting the, the book uh, published, but she, she's got the first money coming in. Nothing quite like that feeling, Claire. Um, when I started in internet marketing, they always say in internet marketing, once you've made your first sale, once you've got your first digital sale, you've done it. It's just a case of scaling it up and doing more. You've you, you've done the big thing now, which is write the book and make your first money. All you got to do is scale up now and do more of it. And it and it's true. I mean, it's you know, it sounds simple. It is simple, and it's not simple. You know, if we'd all be rich if we could all just just magically do that. But that that's really at its most basic form. That's all there is to it. Is create a product, which Claire's just done. Congratulations on that. And it's a substantial work of art too. Claire's book is called A Thief and a Gentlewoman available through all the normal outlets. So it's a very substantial book that Claire's written there. So, and it's taken a a number of years to do. So it's a huge accomplishment getting the book written and now published. But Claire's also got money coming in already on that book, which is fantastic. So we just got to ramp that up now, get the next books done and off you go. It's fantastic. So nothing can stop you when you've done that. So congratulations. It's always great to hear success stories on this podcast. Um, I wanted to just mention to you, you know you hear me rant about nonfiction on this podcast, and WordPress is about to get a wholesale makeover. You may have heard about it. It's called Gutenberg, and it's going to change the WordPress interface entirely. It's the first change it's had in years since its creation. And I wrote my post ranting at Facebook last week in Gutenberg because I like to try this stuff. I like to be an early adopter. And my view of it is... uh, and I, I, don't, I try not to be resistant to this stuff. I, I want to be open-minded. I don't want to just resist stuff because it's change. But I, I honestly, I can't really see a point of it. Uh, they should just leave it alone, in my opinion. And and I don't think I'm alone in that. I think a lot of developers are saying, just leave it alone. It's tinkering for the sake of it. But it is going to change the way you use WordPress. Now, at the moment, it's just an optional change. But it is going to be forced on you. So when we get to WordPress version 5, it's going to be forced upon us and we're all going to have to use Gutenberg. So um, why I'm telling you that is that, of course, I have a WordPress book and that book is going to be completely obsolete, completely obsolete when Gutenberg comes in. So, but I mean, it's already, it's not outdated, but it's there's already a couple of things would have changed on the interface. And it's just one of the reasons why I warn you about the perils of nonfiction, particularly in the fields that I write in. You know, I'm not writing any more books on tech. Then I, I, I can still sell the, the Mailchimp book, and it sells very well in a paperback still. But I think, you know, maybe by the end of the year, I'll have to take that one off. Really, and, and the 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 WordPress one's going to have to come off soon too. I can't sell it when Gutenberg comes in, and you've got no choice. So. Uh, so that will mean i then have no non-fiction books because i can't be bothered to update any of them because everything changes so fast so um that is just a peril of non-fiction if you write non-fiction see it's easy to sell non-fiction that's the problem with it it's very easy to sell non-fiction compared with fiction but if you do choose non-fiction just try and choose topics that don't change or 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 approach them from a, an evergreen angle don't do what i've done which is to write around tech stuff it changes every 5 minutes it drives me spare and, and that's just the latest example. By the way, if you want to know about Gutenberg, I've actually done a video in Patreon uh, sh- showing me writing a blog post, my first blog post, and talking you through the features and how it works. So just go to patreon.com slash Paul Teague. If you want to sponsor this podcast, become a supporter. And I put all the DVD extras in Patreon now. So the things you hear me talk about, like the spreadsheet with my earnings on for the BookBub like this video, when I can, you know, obviously I can't do a video because this is just audio only. So when I'm, I'm talking about things on the, on the podcast episodes, I'll be showing you them in Patreon. So there's a, a nice video talking you through Gutenberg in the Patreon account if you are a supporter of this podcast. I didn't get a notification of it, but I noticed that I've now got two books on Publica. Now, Publica is books on the blockchain. So I've now got uh, Phase 6, which is going to always be my sort of lead bait, if you want, for The Secret Bunker of the Grid. It spans the two universes. It's, a, it's an introductory book to those universes. And I've also got Dead of Night um, on Publica as well. And Dead of Night is just a nice, fast, action-packed, simple, easy, not too challenging thriller. And so that's my kind of gateway drug to my thrillers as well. So they're always going to be... I, you know, they're always going to be wide, those books. They're always going to be wide. So that's why I put them on Publica. Um, so they're on Publica. You can buy them on the blockchain. Nobody has yet because it's too darn complicated. But that isn't the point where we're sort of, you know, placing a bet on the future with Publica. And I have, actually, I, I have bought my own books because I know how to do it. But um, a normal book reading customer would not have a clue. It's way too complicated at the moment. But, you know, that'll all come out in the wash. Don't worry about that. You just kind of have to see the future with tech sometimes. So you know, really all we're doing is we're setting it up in principle at the moment. Um, you can buy them, but no, no, nobody who's not touched the blockchain isn't quite familiar with the blockchain, will have a clue how to do that. It's way too complicated. Um, but they have already improved the interface. So you may have heard me saying, I think I said it on this podcast, that one of the weird things was that when you read the book, you had to scroll up and down, They've now changed that so that you could, well, I think you can orientate it the way you want it, but um, you can flip from side to side now. You can read it, it, it so it looks just like the Amazon app. You just flip the book because you normally would flip a book. So that's an, an improvement in the interface. And the other really cool thing they've done on it is um, they've got this little sort of head that looks like it's speaking. And you just press that and it'll read the text to you. And you can speed it up, too, to, to 1.5, two times, I think it is. It's really, really cool. Actually, I should find it if you would just play it down the microphone while I'm talking because it's quite quick to do. See if I can do this without it taking too long, without me pressing the wrong buttons on my phone. But it's really cool. It's uh, I was quite impressed with that. that um, so the interface, actually, as a user, uh, it's really good already. There's nothing wrong with it already. It's very uh, comparable with something like um, you know, uh, Kobo on your phone, Or uh, what's the other one? Amazon. The big one is Amazon. Let me just go to my books on my phone. It's dead of night. Let's get a bit of text up. I've just going to scroll forward. I'll just get any old bit of text here. Click the button on, on, on the text. Shadows were moving through the darkness. Hunters seeking their prey. It was the woman who troubled Jack. He'd caught her name Rosa. She seemed a lot less impulsive than the company that she was keeping. While the men moved ahead... And I was changing the speed there. So you could do half times the speed, one times the speed, one and a half times the speed, or two times the speed. But I think that's pretty neat. So the app itself is is absolutely fine. So the problem is that it took me about five steps to buy the books. You, you've got to move your... Your traditional currency—it's so—it's com- so convoluted. This I, I, I won't go into it because that's what we do on the crypto podcast. But it's about five steps to buy a book, and you've got to really know your crypto to, to, to do that. So until that infrastructure changes, this is not going to be big. But the app, absolutely brilliant already. You just can't buy anything. <laughs> you don't let you know what you're doing. You just can't buy anything at the moment. So I'll I'll sort of in a non-geeky way, I'll just keep you up to date with that because it is very interesting they are well worth watching publica you know i, I it's not that far off it will all be listed on there i reckon um i'm going to have to accept i think that i'm banned from facebook for good um i've had more kind of interactions with facebook this week it's just like pounding your head against a brick wall uh you know it, it's it's quite a strange thing to say he's over but i th- it's over i don't think i can advertise on facebook anymore i think i think that's it it's absolutely frustrating and ridiculous you know because you know me for goodness sake there's actually no way I've done anything that's that's going to be wrong I, I I stick to the rules all the time so you know I'm, I'm so confident that if if anything I've done and I haven't done anything I know I haven't done anything for goodness sake it, it, it's you know whatever it is that they think I've done they're mistaken or if I did it it's an error but you know you, you, there's no way have I done anything that's going to be a problem because I just don't do anything that's a problem. So, uh, but I, I'm just going to have to accept, we we I, we just can't progress this from going round and round in circles. So I'm, I'm emailing a, a guy at Facebook. He's passing it on to whoever he passes it on to. They keep saying no. And I keep saying, look, let me talk to somebody senior who can make a decision and let's talk this through and you will find that you've made a mistake. And we just can't get to that stage. So I'm going to have to give it up as a bad job and accept that I can no longer advertise on Facebook. There is one more way I reckon I I can advertise on Facebook and I am going to give it a try actually uh um I in the old days in the old days a couple of years ago there are a couple of sites and I've just got to remember what they're called I I have accounts with both of them one begins with a p (laughs) if that helps but they're they're like third party Facebook advertising sites so your ads are delivered through the platform and they don't cost you really much more um and I, I did an interview with somebody once who did a lot of advertising at scale. He thought that was better for Facebook ads. So um, I, I'm going to use those, and I, I wish I could remember what they're called, but I can't at the moment. Sorry about that. Oh, ad roll. There you go. Hang on. If I do a search for ad roll, is one of them. they always get there eventually. So if I do a search for ad roll, a d r o l l, ad roll, and then there is another one just like it. So let me have a look at ad roll competitors. It begins with a P. Perfect audience, there you go. Look, I'm always half, right? I oh, know, a quarter, right? Perfect audience, and ad role. And they allow you, they're like a management. They, they make ads much more uh, much easier. And, and it's like a third-party management of ads. So I'm going to see if there is a way that I could somehow legally do it through those because I think the ads look like they're served from them rather than me at that point. Um, but I suspect because um, I, 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 I don't know what the problem is. Do you remember I said, if you've read my blog post called "Judge Jury, Facebook Judge, Jury and Executioner, if you've read that, you'll see that I also tried my wife's account why I did the books. So they just banned it straight away. So because they won't tell me what they banned, I don't know whether it's the book. I don't know whether it's because I was related to cryptocurrency. I just have not got a clue. I just don't know what's up. Um, it's, I just haven't got a clue. So if I advertise the books on perfect audience or ad Roll. Exactly the same thing might happen again, because I don't know what I've done wrong or what I'm supposed to have done wrong. So, you know, it's a bit of a fool's errand, really. But I, I probably will try those outlets just to see if there is somewhere I can advertise on Facebook. But um, I was just thinking this week, you know, I'm going to just have to accept that this is not worth my energy anymore. I've I've put a blog post out into the universe explaining the situation. You know, I could warn other people after my experience, but I, I just, it's, I can't get through the brick wall. So it's funny that, you know, that's a funny experience thinking that I can't use Facebook ads anymore. But I have got to tell you the learning experience from this is that I love book ads, they're brilliant. Uh, they're so good. If you've got Adam, I keep going, sorry, I had a, a work colleague called um, Adam and I was about to use his surname, it's Adam Croft. If you use Adam Croft's um, training, it's very, very good. And Adam is very uh, big on, I mean, you don't know how much money Adam Croft made off Facebook, but he's very big on bookbub ads and and i agree with him for all the reasons that he says that they're great i've been i've done a couple of amazon ads i don't really like amazon ads i mean you know for goodness sake you've got an ads interface there that doesn't report for is it a couple of days it takes for it to report and uh, it's just it's not quite right what amazon needs to do is something like bookbub ads have got but i think bookbub ads they're very good they're very simple they're so beautifully targetable i love them so I have to say that if there's one good thing that came out of this is that I'm spending a lot of money on BookBub book ads at the moment, and I love them. So uh, I would recommend you take a look at them. They're a lot easier than and, and just as cheap as um, Facebook ads. And, well, they kept me, you saw what they did for me with iBooks. That was all done through BookBub book ads. So I'm very pleased with them. I like them a lot. I'm doing a talk on Saturday, on Vellum, would you believe, to a group of people from the Historical Novel Society. They have a big event up in Scotland. I was invited to come and talk on Vellum because I've got my How to Use Vellum on a PC training program. And it's going to be quite a funny one, actually, because I'm teaching Vellum. And although when I'm at home, I format my books on a PC using a sort of a Vellum Mac in the cloud system, but I'm always working on a PC. I'm going to have to do this teaching on Saturday using my wife's Mac. That'll be the Mac that I gave her because I was so frustrated with it, didn't like using it. So I've been all this week. I've been testing things on it, making sure everything works. You know, because I'm going to be disorientated on a Mac. Um, nothing quite works as, as, as it does on a PC. Uh, and of course, I'm going to have to, I'm going to have an audience uh, watching me. So I, I, basically, I'm going to show them how to format books in vellum and i'm going to show them how to create box sets in vellum as well so um I've, I've, and also even something as basic as plugging a macbook into a projector you know comes with hassles as it always does with macs um i had to spend 30 quid this week on getting an adapter um so that i can plug the mac into a projector which is very frustrating so um that will be very interesting paul uses mac if there's any karma in the world, the Mac will explode right at the beginning of the presentation because I've said so many bad things about Macs in the past. But um yeah, a bit frustrating that. So um, that th- I've got to use a Mac to do it. But i got a choice. I can either take a laptop, which is going to need to connect to the internet. And if you've ever done as much trading as I have, the internet's virtually always dodgy or-, or gives you problems. Or if I use a Mac, I don't have to connect to the internet. So I made that judgment call and I'm doing it on a Mac. I mean, Vellum is exactly the same. Obviously, it's just a, I'm just a little bit worried about being disorientated on a Mac. You know, when you you can't do a right click and all all the things that you do so quickly on a PC, it just slightly puts you off. So I let you know how I got on next week. If I'm not here, it didn't go very well. Um the last of my books, Who to Trust, which is my the last thriller I published. That's out of KDP Select next week, which will mean that every fiction book I've got is out of KDP Select from next week. So I'm going to have a period of trying to get the sci-fi books into, um, into, into a book bub. And I'm going to try wide for a couple of months while I'm, while I'm doing that. And I may back, I may go back to KDP Select. As I told you at the beginning of this podcast, there's nothing really in it in terms of earnings. Um, you know there's not not a lot of difference so from an income point of view it makes not a lot of difference I do like the freedom of being out of KDB Select because the other thing of course is that from next week I can start to sell in giveaways my seven book thriller promo that I'm selling on Payhip and that's brought in a bit more money it all helps of course it's bought by, by selling my thrillers as I have been in my free giveaways on Bookbub and insta freebie that's made several times more money and half as much as kobo made me so i mean you can't knock that can you from an in- as, as an income stream so um from next week next tuesday when who to trust is out of kdp select it's going to get bundled in that seven box set of thrillers and it's i'm going to list it wide as well and i'll um you know get some promos on that and just get some activity on who to trust I'm taking part or, or they begin next week, two science fiction giveaways. I've got one on Insta Freebie and one on Book Funnel. So that seven, uh, my seven pack of, of thrillers, of sci-fi thrillers, of sci-fi books, they're promoted in the book bub, in the, the book funnel. Cracky. <laughs> it's late when I'm recording this, by the way, as you can tell. Um, the book funnel and the Insta Freebie promos, uh, I'm going to see how many sales I can make of those box sets in that because that's um, just another way of making some money really. So we've got to do everything we can. By the way, I talk you through that in Patreon. If you want to see how I do that and how I've set it up, um, then that's in the Patreon account. But you need to become a supporter on Patreon to do that. And you can become a, a Patreon supporter for as little as $1 per month. That's $12 a year for this. And we're going back to two episodes from October the 1st. I'm starting to book in author interviews again from from today actually I've started to send the emails out so I'll be recording interviews and we'll start to run the interviews from October the 1st so you'll be getting two episodes uh, a week from me and that you you can sponsor this for as little as one dollar Uh, per month that's $12 per year for everything that you get from the self-publishing journeys podcast now we're nearly there we're getting there but we we just need a couple more patreon supporters and when when we reach the magic 30 supporters I will start to do monthly Q&A sessions so you'll be able to ask me questions and I'll start to do a a monthly video much as Joanna Penn does and you can just ask me anything and if you want to have a look um, behind the scenes at something that you've heard me talk about in the diary then as a patreon supporter you will be able to do that and so long as we're not looking at you know bank accounts or anything that's too private, obviously, um, uh, I'll, I'm happy to show you most of the stuff as you know already from this podcast. So I'm very happy to do that. Uh, I want to welcome uh, new patrons this week: uh, Amelia Hay, who's a former guest, of course; uh, Alyssa Grosso; Jerry Avanoff, John Denley; Lee Wood; Rob Scott Norton, who's another guest as well; and Seth Harwood. Thank you very much for supporting the podcast on Patreon. And I hope that a couple more of you, if you're on, if you're just sort of sitting on the fence at the moment thinking, shall I, shan't I? There's a, if you have a look at the Patreon, if you have a look at Patreon, you'll see it all grayed out at the moment because you can't access everything until you become a Patreon. But if you have a look at it now, you'll see I've put a ton of useful content in there now. And the minute you sort of start to sponsor for the minimum of a dollar a month, you'll be able to access all of that content. And of course, um, I'm adding new content all the time. Somebody emailed me today and said, could you show me this? Absolutely, it's in the queue. I'll make a video on it. So you do get that kind of direct access in Patreon. If you hear me talk about stuff and you want me to do that little bit extra, maybe make a video or something like that, then uh, obviously I have to work it into my schedule so it won't be done immediately, but uh, uh, it will appear in Patreon. So hopefully that's a way I can give you uh, extra value and all of that for a minimum of just $12 a year so um somebody also uh, filled in my feedback form on the podcast this week I'm not quite sure who it is and I wouldn't mention the name anyway but they were basically saying that they tried to sign up to Patreon but they thought that you could only sign up by logging into Facebook Um, and I checked this because you know, you do things you don't really think about them. And I've checked it. And what I've done on the show notes, if you're listening to this episode on the show notes, I've done a a screenshot to show you how you could register as a Patreon supporter without having to touch Facebook. So you absolutely don't have to use Facebook to log in. You could just log in. I've done a screenshot of it. I've done a, I've put numbers on it to show the bits you need to fill in and I've blanked out the bit that you need to ignore if you don't want to sign up with Facebook, but you could just. Become a Patreon supporter with just your name, email, and and a password that you come up with. You do not have to sign up with Facebook. So, so I don't I don't know who who sent the feedback because the, my feedback form doesn't tell me that. Um, but if if you are that person who was who doesn't like signing up through Facebook, that's all fair enough. But there is absolutely an alternative. You don't have to use Facebook to log in. Uh, it's just there for convenience because a lot of people like to log in that way. Okay, on Twitter this week, uh, I I left out a couple last week that I meant to mention actually because it's holiday season and Jeff Smith has been in Menorca and uh, posted a lovely blue sky there Jeff, not saying much of that in Carlisle at the moment and also um, Lucy Branch posted in Rome, a beautiful building there, um, she was waiting for a bus in Rome, beautiful beautiful architecture in Rome, it's a lovely city, I want to get back to Rome uh, at some point, and again, beautiful blue sky there. So, thank you for Jeff and for Lucy uh, for uh, tweeting me. It's always good to see where you are, and of course, everything's a bit more adventurous at the moment because everybody's on holiday. And also, Edwin Downward, who's a great supporter of this podcast and also of our crypto podcast. Uh, Edwin has got. <laughs> I'm not quite sure what you're up to, Edwin. I've I've sort of seen this on your on your Twitter feed, but. Um, are you doing the knitting here? But it's a knitted Dalek, basically. There are two knitted Daleks from Doctor Who on, I think it's the back seat of the car. So they're being transported somewhere. And I've seen these knitted Daleks popping up on your feed, Edwin. So I'm assuming that you're, I don't know whether you're knitting them or whether you're transporting them. If you're knitting them, I'm very impressed. Uh, if Those are your knitting skills. But um, do do let me know what you're up to with the Daleks. But if you want to see these two Daleks being transported by car, um, Edward was listening to the Podcasts while he was transporting those on, on on his commute home. So, thank you very much for your continued support, Edward. It's much appreciated. And that's it for this week's show. Thank you very much for listening. Um, I should let you know that we don't have an interview next Monday, but we have an interview on Monday, the 3rd of September, which is with a gentleman called Peter Mortimer. I worked with Peter. Do you remember I was doing the New Writing North project and I took on a couple of clients through that and I was working with some authors and we were talking about self-publishing and just helping them with their sort of digital outputs well Peter's been in publishing and writing for years he's in his 70s now he has an absolutely amazing story he's very very funny it's one of those um, podcast episodes where you know you have a lot of laughs and we had a lot of laughs with Peter Uh, and that's going to be Uh, interview episode number 120 and that's scheduled for monday the 3rd of september not this monday monday after that will drop into your feed now i am away on my travels again (laughs) this weekend and next weekend so i'm going to be recording my diary earlier next week it'll be a shorter one but i will give you a month summary after book but we'll have a full month of data in by then and you're going to get next week in next week's diary a bonus interview with a special guest star presenter um on a book theme so that that'll be dropping into the diary next week you've got an interview a longer interview episode next week but it's not like an author interview um, it's something else so uh, that's to look forward to next saturday that'll be the first of september so whatever you're doing over the summer writing editing or just chilling have a great week and i'll speak to you next saturday bye-bye for now Thanks for listening to Paul's Podcast Diary. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast feed to hear next week's update and find out how many words get produced over the next seven days. Until then, we hope you have a great week of writing.